0: Hey everybody, this is Brian Johnson of ACDC, and you're listening to Stuck in the 80s.
1: Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the hijinks. I've got a trig mid-turn tomorrow, and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. The opportunities.
2: I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. And the wisdom. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s.
3: Can you say stuck in the 80s?
2: Woohoo! Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. Hey, it's our special AC/DC edition featuring an interview with none other than lead singer brian johnson
3: news from the news. That's
2: best interview ever
1: i best. can't i can't you know i've been a music critic for a while and uh, that's one of the best uh the best interviews i've ever heard
2: Sean Daly, one day back from vacation, and I hit him with breath. not
1: even that. Yeah, I, I just got in like three hours ago, and then this guy. Wait, do you hear this interview with Brian Johnson? I mean, he's hilarious. He's like, he's the human quote machine, and he talked about everything about the show he has coming up in in, uh, in Clearwater, uh, a benefit show for the John Entwistle Foundation. But also, he gets into some of the ACDC lore,
2: including how he wrote Hell's Bells. It's it's unbelievable. It really is. If you want, he's actually going to be playing here in Clearwater live, July third at Ruth Eckert Hall. It's part of the Classic Rock Cares tour that benefits the John Entwistle Foundation, which provides music instruments and education for underprivileged youth. And he'll be there with AC/DC uh, DC bassist Cliff Williams, right? And Robin Zander
1: from Cheap Trick, who I uh, spent some time with a few months ago with his family on the right. beach for a story. And he was another great guy. Right. Eddie Money will be there for the show. Eddie Money's showing up. Eddie
2: Money's showing up too. And uh,
1: Eddie Money must live here. He must move here. Yeah. He, he,
2: he should. I mean, he's coming back in September again. I know. <laughs> he's always so there. they're they're going to be performing. But uh, so Brian gave us uh, about a half hours time. You know, as he's right heading out to rehearsal for the show and uh I'm, I'm i can't even explain away. i can't I'm even explain the content. i'm
1: blown away what did i do after the interview i fell on the ground he, didn't i
2: sean daly fell to the ground after this interview and was like writhing around as if he'd been uh t- tasered <laughs> <laughs> that's but the, but you know, in a
1: good way a taser of love yeah taser of love that should be an acdc song <laughs>
2: This is just unbelievable. Wait till, wait till you hear this. What's great also is uh, they, they cut this um, new single, not really a single, but they've, they've written some original material for this show because they're going to be playing a lot of the ACDC hits, but they're also composing some original hits, one of which we just got a copy of right before the interview called Chain Gang on the Road. And I want you to hear a sample of it now before we get to the interview. Hey, hey!
1: I love that song. It sounds like an ACDC <laughs> Actually, Ryan song. Johnson could be like, "Yeah, whistling my
2: ear," and I think it was a he's, top. Well, he, now. And, as he'll, and as he'll tell you, he did it in one take, and you'd never know that to listen to this.
1: It's a great tune. Yeah, because tune. he felt like, yeah, because his voice is—it felt shredded, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's great. I mean, it sounds like, yeah. It's just good to have him back because it's been what since two thousand, about since the um, two thousand two thousand two. Since they did the stiff upper lip ACDC, so he's been bumming around the beaches in Sarasota, where he lives um he'll talk a little bit bit about his fear of sharks at the beginning and uh it's just great to have him and i make the point that what the world needs now is acdc and brian johnson i mean that you know and so we're gonna give that's what
2: we're gonna give to you today a little bit of acdc and a whole lot of
1: brian johnson it's a classic it's a classic classic stuck in the 80s our best interview easily easily all right cue it up ladies and gentlemen brian johnson Hello, Brian, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, this pretty is <laughs>
1: This is uh, Sean Daly. I'm the uh, rock critic for the uh, same Hello there,
0: time. Sean Daly. How you doing? Well, I'm doing good, me son. You know, my throat feels like it's just had a pineapple thrown up and down <laughs> it a few times. <laughs> first time, second <laughs> while. But other than that, I'm feeling pretty
1: cool. Well, that's all part of your magic, right?
0: Yeah, well, it's just, uh, you know, it's, just, it's the same as anything else, you know, Sean. If you don't use a uh, muscle for a few years and you suddenly get up and start belting away.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I imagine that at uh, 11.30, I don't like the, I don't like the idea of Brian Johnson being awake at 11.30.
0: Yeah, I'll not tell you the real time. I get up, I'll blow my whole image. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, duh, yeah. I, you're 4 p.m. at least. You sleep well, uh, until 4 p.m.
0: 7 o'clock in the morning, guy, I get up.
1: Don't even then, say that.
0: Yeah, and then I go for a run and then a swim. Yeah. And then work out. Well, you, do you swim in the golf? Uh, not in the pool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have this terrible fear of sharks and well, you know other little things that bite the end of your freaking toes up. <laughs> God best. damn! It's, did it's, you, that's just me. Did you, know. <laughs> did you
1: see? Did you see that bull shark they pulled out of the golf the other day? No. Those guys. Uh, it was in the. It was in the papers up here. They. How, how big was that, Steve? It was like a, uh, nine feet. Nine feet, and how many pounds? A thousand pounds. Uh, At least you should have seen this goddamn thing. It had no, it was just it was like Jaws. It was really like uh, Jaws. And these I've full- got
0: to tell you though, a, a pal of mine uh He's got a helicopter, you know, and I don't like the bloody things. But he says, "Come on up, I want to take you for a ride in me new chopper." So I up I gone there, and we're going down Siesta Beach, you know, and Sarasota there. And I said, "What's them things?" And he, <laughs> and he said, "What them?" He said, "They're sharks." I went. Sharks! I said, there's people swimming not 10 yards from them. Yeah. no." Nah, nah.
1: Yeah, that's what uh, I hear. And
0: that was me finished with swimming in the Gulf. I know. <laughs> that's Holy the geez. thing. It's
1: like, the, you know, you, with the, the sandbars out there, and I have a daughter who's like three. Uh, and she always, you know, she's like, you know, Dad, carry me out there. And I'm like, no way. Because <laughs> sure. that's really what it is. It's about 20, 30 yards, and then all the sharks are out there, and they follow the game fish, right? Or they great. follow the bait well, fish.
0: I saw one the other day chasing this rear, and this rear was leaping out of the water. Magnificent sight, man. I've got to, I've got to say, this thing was skeeting out, him, and I'm looking, I'm going, Christ, I, I live in a documentary world here. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But that right there, man, that was up the back of the dock of, of my house. Yeah. So that right there, I mean, I don't care what anybody says that there,
1: Oh, they definitely are there. And you always hear, uh, a couple years ago, they had that guy who jumped off his dock, and he landed right on a bull shark.
0: Yeah, And that thing right, cut man.
1: him in two. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely remember that.
1: Terrifying.
0: <laughs> stay down. Yeah. yeah, stay off your,
1: uh, stay out of the water. <laughs> if you learn anything from this interview today, kids, it's yeah. like, stay out of the water.
0: I I'm ask even you, more scared now. Yeah, I know. Notes.
1: Hey, Brian, I want to ask you about this area. uh, A couple months ago, I spent time with uh, your buddy Robin Zander and his family uh, on the beach, his beautiful family. And I did a story on Robin and how he's from Safety Harbor. And uh, I know we got uh, Roger McGuinn. I think lives in uh, Orlando. Correct, yes. And who else we got? Don't we
0: have? Well, more? you got it's... Donald Duck Dunn, who yeah, lives just uh, Keep... just beside Bradenton. Right. You now from the Blues Brothers. who's Right. A great right, pal, right. And just a lovely guy. And then you've got uh, the drummer from uh, Moody Blues, lives in Bradenton.
1: And you got. Uh, we just interviewed a uh, guy, Chuck Panazzo, the bassist from Styx who lives.
0: He's down in. That's right. I met him the other week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's un... so. What is it about
0: this area? <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, the other week I'm, I'm sitting having a beer in a bar and then comes Scotty Hill from Skid Row and he goes, hey, bro, That's you amazing. live here? I says, yeah. He said, I just moved. How you doing? <laughs> I went, bloody hell. Yeah. <laughs> it is a great area. I mean, it, it is. It's cool, you know. And I think it's just the fact you can go a beer. You know, I'll go right. up to, I'll go to say the Cuzo's up on the beach and, uh, you know, watch the Greg Billings band on a Sunday. Oh, hell one of yeah. the finest bands in the area, if you ask me. And uh, all the dudes are there. They don't know how you are, but they'll just come over and say, hey, dude, keep rocking. You know, there's no.
1: Yeah, that's what Robin. When I was talking to Robin Zander, that's what he said too. He's yeah. like, you know, he he just goes to the same bar on, in St. Pete Beach yeah. every Friday. No one gives him any shit, you know. No, it's like, cool. Yeah, they can just chill out. I mean, people are pretty mellow here, and they yeah. just let you do your thing.
0: Yeah, it it really is cool. Uh, yeah, and I like it a lot, you know. It's, yeah. Uh... Yeah.
1: Well, hey, uh, getting I just uh, Steve and I have been rocking to the new single "Chain Gang on the Road."
0: Well, it's not a single. <laughs> It's not anything, actually. It's just we just knocked it up in the studio because we didn't want people to think that we're just going to go out and just do some sadc songs. That's the easy way out. You know, we're asking them to give us money and we want to prove to them that we're, well, at least committed. You know, at least we're going to put some effort into this, you know. So we've written about six songs. Uh, Four of them will be ready for the weekend. And, um, you know, and so we literally had to make an effort just to prove to people when I start repeating myself just give us a nudge will you boys but it was lots and lots of fun and um, we're going but have got one more rehearsal today I'm going to take that day off tomorrow the rest our voices and stuff because as I say you know all, we want the best performance possible and with Fort Myers first and then you know we should have got all the kinks out by the time we get up there. Right, right.
1: <laughs> the um and you, you you were joking about how you haven't been doing much uh, uh singing at all lately.
0: Is that Absolutely true? not. You know, I'll get up and sing with a, a band, maybe do a song. You know, but that's that's nothing compared to you know belting it out. I mean, full tilt boogie. Right. And um, you know, for about an hour and a half or you something. Do it, you're doing you doing know,
1: ninety minutes? Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, so well, you know, it's in ACDC. It was two hours, twenty-five minutes. Wow, and it was a it was a killer because we didn't have drum solos or anything like that. It was just straight on. So I don't know how you know when I look back now, I'm looking at how the hell did I do that? (laughs) now (laughs) I've got to I've got to start again.
2: How how long has it been since uh, since you've been out on the road? You know, Uh, for five years. Five years. Five years. Yeah, I saw you guys back in 1981 in Lakeland, Florida. And I still yeah. think to this day there's some ringing in the back of my head because <laughs> I think I was in the second row
0: for the for those about the to rock tour. Yeah, and
2: you pulled out those cans and fired them off. I still I
0: was guilty of a lot of that kind of stuff from the
2: world. <laughs>
1: Yeah, do you think
0: about that. Is there a source
1: of pride that you, all these people that have tinnitus now because of you?
0: Yeah, well, this is part of the thing we're doing. To be quite honest, you know, we're doing this for the poor kids and and the kids who don't stand a chance, and oh, kids with heart, you know, with hearing disabilities. Yeah. And at the end of this set of gigs, uh, Steve Longo has been talking to uh, an a committee for uh, Dr. Silverstein's committee, who uh, who. Gets deaf kids and he puts implants into their head, which is just fantastic. He wouldn't yeah. believe this stuff, but also the tinnitus, which is a—I can only imagine what it's like. They've the, the, got this new thing that they stick on your ear, and it matches the vibration in your head. That matches that sound, and it negates it.
3: Wow, that's
1: amazing. And it's all
0: technical guff, but you know, uh, we're trying to get there. You know,
1: right, right. Well, this is great. The John Entwistle uh, Foundation, right? That's what the show is going to yeah. benefit uh ox you know ox's right. crew so yeah. uh so that's great now is it just going to be ac songs you're playing
0: oh no no as i said uh, we've written four songs we've written about oh, six but oh. four of them will be ready
1: oh yeah yeah for you got the four so- and are those going to be available for anybody to uh to no. buy or
0: no no that, that you know they're, they're not uh, they haven't uh, been recorded we cannot really because me and Clifford have an exclusive contract with sony records so uh-huh. we can't just go which is a shame, but that's the world it is, isn't it? It's corporate.
2: Yeah. How did you, know, you just
0: not like it? the old days when yeah. you gone yeah, here? There's a song, keep it. You know, if we can get round it and do a charity deal on it, well, you know, that's a different thing. So, you know, I'm sure they'll be exploring all avenues. But they're just a little couple of rock and roll songs. You know, we're not trying to make a name for ourselves with them. And we're just, you know, trying to tell people that we we really care about what we're doing and we want to you know, make an effort for them to have something different, you know, that they haven't heard before.
1: Yeah, so, Brian, when you, you rec- recorded something like Chain Gang on the Run, it must have felt good to go back out there and, and rock it a bit, right? Yeah, it
0: was cool. I you mean, said, uh, your voice sounds great, man. Oh, it sounds yeah, great. Well, no, stop it. I'll never be able to get out the door. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nah, it was just uh, Cliff asked us down. He said, you know, Brian, I've got a track, you know, him and Steve and Mark had a, just a, this backing track, and I said, could you come on down, have a listen? And so I, sat, I went in the studios with the boys, you know, and uh, we just batted these lyrics down, and, and um, we just, uh, you know, and I had to sing them that afternoon, and they just threw a mic across. And, I mean, the, the ink was still wet, yeah, and I just did one shot through. Was just, that, that was just one shot and then I said, "Guys, I've got to hit the road," and off I went. And he sent us up a copy, and I thought, "Hey, that's not bad." Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, so, it's did about at twelve? I got to, a pleasant surprise. Oh yeah, I was
1: totally blown away. I I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I'm like, "God <laughs> damn, Brian can still bring it." So how do you, I, how do you get ready for something like that? How do you how do you lube up the voice, or do you have a couple of pints, or do you have um, tea and honey?
0: Just uh, I guess nothing really, up you know. There's nothing in the world uh, uh, available that can handle this neck, <laughs> and uh, you know all the other guys have different herbs and teas and and machines that blow steam up their ass. and thrown, or whatever it is, you know, and and, and I've tried a lot of it, and none of it works. <laughs> none of it works on me. It just makes us feel bilious. <laughs> but uh, it's but uh, another song we'll be doing. Uh, which we just finished now. Really, really like it's called Blood Alley.
1: Blood Alley. Blood Alley. <laughs> oh, that sounds like it was made for you.
0: Yeah. Blood Oh Alley. yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, so we've got and we've got a real funny one as well, which I kind of wait to sing for the kids because it's a join in one,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it's real, real funny. And uh, you know, it, and I think humor and rock and roll go together. You know, I think you should enjoy yourself. You know, and it's in- you know like in the Jack with Dizzy D C. It's basically, you know, we're gonna do that kind of song.
1: You know, Brian, I don't, I don't want to overstate things here, but I, I I wrote a little something for the paper today, hyping your uh, show coming up. Good lad. Uh, yeah, I got in there and I said I basically said what the world needs now yeah. is is ac and the kind of rock and roll and music that you guys brought. You know, oh, that'd I mean, be great there's too much. Thanks, no, yeah, I mean, <sighs> you know, I'm a. I'm a... <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, really, I mean, there's too much, you know, I, I review all this stuff, and even, it, it, you know, some of it's just pop fluff, and doesn't even, it just kind of flutters away, right? Yeah. And then a lot of the rock and roll, you got kids like, uh, My, my Chemical Romance out there, and they're, they're, they're they're good, but they're very, very serious, but, god yeah. people want to have fun, right? Yeah, that humor, oh, have fun. Like some of the
0: songs, you know, they you ten again these guys lighting up, it's not that God hard, damn. you're only and 21 that- years old, you've got the rest of your life, you're one of the I best wrote. looking women, you've got money in your pockets, get the hell out of here. I
1: know, know. <laughs> I know, and I guess that's just the state of the, I guess that's the state of the union, right, I mean, that's the state of the yeah. world, but we need, we need you guys.
0: It, it, it should be fun, me son, I mean, I know, serious, there's no, there's, it's got a part in life and all that, but yeah, not all the time. Leave that to the politicians. That's what they're there for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially <laughs> yeah. now. I mean, these are some bleak times. I mean, people need to go out on a Friday night and cut loose and have fun, right? Yeah.
0: That's the thing. Everybody there's two things you want to do when you're a guy when you're going on a Friday night. That's get you know, getting your willy wet <laughs> and meeting your buddies. You know, and having a drink. End of story. That's it. That's what Friday nights want me to yeah. God bless you. I mean, what else is it good for? Nothing yeah <laughs> you know and that's where you guys
1: come in yeah yeah, that's why everyone hears one of your songs come on they're like all right life's a little bit better
0: right? <laughs> I, I think ha- they should change it into a religion you know and then we wouldn't have to pay a tax. oh jesus no <laughs> kidding right? <man. laughs> oh, hang on a minute hang on a minute they've, they've got they've already got that covered haven't they <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, hey brian how did you decide which ac dc songs you were going to play uh, for this particular show
0: yeah you know what i left it the cliff you know, him being a musician, you know, like the bass player now, and, he, and the thing was we didn't want to, if I picked them, they'd probably be all in the same tempo and in the same key or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, Cliff, Cliff's picked them so that different. And <clears throat> he's picked a couple, uh, from Back in Black that, um, we've never played before.
2: Oh really? Which ones? Which ones?
0: Yeah, uh, given the dog a bones one given of them, the
2: dog a oh, great. One we, of
0: never, we never well as long as in my living memory I could be wrong but as far as I remember we never give that a shot on stage for some reason, did they?
1: have a drink on me
0: yeah but not well we haven't got that one on otherwise i think we'd be playing the whole of back and forth <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he, yeah uh, you know but we've got things like uh you know we're gonna play all the old favorites oh, and sure. um and some that might shock you
1: oh that's great though i love the deep album cuts yeah educate so, these young kids are gonna be coming out yeah <laughs> let them know you were more about uh you know than um you know, you shook me all night long. Great song, but yeah. the, the kids gotta know the other cuts too. Well,
0: exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's usually that. I mean, for those about the rock, is the one that's never played that much. Well, You oh, know, it's usually back and black and shook me, yeah. and uh, and thunderstruck.
1: Yeah. Oh, thunderstruck's a great yeah. song.
0: Oh, and, yeah, uh, I love that. But uh, I don't know, it's just gonna be fun, you know. I, yeah. I, I'm just so interested in looking at the faces of the kids and trying to figure out what they're figuring out, you know, and just well, can I
1: mean Brian, you must love to see uh, you know, Target and some of these, you know, stores. I mean they sell A C D C merchandise. You see it on these twelve and thirteen yeah. year old
0: kids. No, no, it's 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 unbelievable. It's all over Europe as well. I mean my me daughter phoned us from England the other day and she said, Jeez, Dad she said, I've just bought an action figure of you. I oh, <laughs> no. I said, an action figure? She went, yeah, there's you and Angus, and you can take her out, and you, and an- you can sit Angus on your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I went, oh, Jesus
1: Christ. <laughs> That's, yeah, That's the you know,
0: it was. <laughs> that must it make you feel good, all though. The time, but, I mean, it's fabulous to know that you've, you've left something, well, worth something, you know. I mean... Uh, this year was one of the greatest years of my life when I found out that we had just overtaken the Beatles in catalog sales. Wow. I mean, that takes some doing, and I'm real proud of that, you know? Yeah.
2: God damn, really. Sp- speaking of your legacy, you got to tell us, what was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame experience like?
0: Well, it was good. I enjoyed it. I uh, well, really enjoyed it. I mean, apart from the edge of you 2 making a complete tart of himself, uh, <laughs> it was good. What
2: did he do? What did he do?
0: Oh, well, when we were on stage. We were, had to sing, you know, we got ready. The preacher said, Let's go. And everybody had to go up and you had to make a speech. And he was inducting the clash, you know, we were all love, you know, everybody loves him. And, uh, and we're standing there. And the preacher said, And he kept on, he, he talked for 25 minutes. Uh, and uh, it was, it was, oh, and at the end, we're we'll coming up behind you, going, Hey, bugger off. <laughs> <laughs> Get off
2: those guys from
1: you too. They're the only one that then, shut up. I
0: now mean, <laughs> nah, those puppies are so far up their own asses, it's just impossible to talk to them. They cannot hear you. They're up right up. Their heads right up amongst yeah. the intestinal parts of their body. But yeah. hey, that's just me. Yeah. Other you know people might think they're the sweetest guys on the planet. Yeah, but uh, I just, you know, it was just uh, it was disrespectful and it was dumb yeah. and uh, and it. Just like the sound of his own voice. I mean, the poor producer there, the TV, was going, God Almighty, how do I get this guy off?
1: Well, Lisa was the edge, and it wasn't Bono. If it had been Bono, he'd be out there for about an hour and <laughs> He's a still half. Still be talking now.
0: Uh, yeah, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah, know me, son. And, and but that that was a lovely story. And and you know, when he was up in Glasgow, I'm sure everybody's heard it. Now when he clapped his hand, he was clapping his hand like you know, bang, yeah. Bang, and he said, every time I clap my hand, a child in Africa dies. And what? a kid at the front said, well, stop clapping your hands, you <laughs> cruel bastard. <laughs> Jesus. It yeah, could only happen in Scotland. Yeah. In earlier, <laughs> LA, there would be going, oh, my Lord. Oh, Poor Boonoo. Well,
2: <laughs> I know that when you finally got the chance to talk you, when, during the acceptance speech, you, I think you quoted, I read somewhere that you quoted some Bon Scott lyrics. That was pretty
0: Absolutely. I Absolutely. All I did, because you know, Bon wasn't there, and his two nephews were there. And, uh, and I, all I said was, in the beginning, back in 1955, man didn't know about the rock and roll show. And all that jive, the white man had the schmaltz and the black man had the blues. And no one, no one knew what they was going to do, but Tchaikovsky had the news. And I just said, Bon Scott wrote that. Thanks very much. We all accepted right. on his behalf and his family and ourselves. And that was it. basically simple as that. I didn't get on for 25 minutes saying how fabulous I was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it, was, it was nice and easy. And uh, I think everybody got the point, and, and that was it. That easy. Right.
2: Looking back to 1980, and and uh, you know, Bon Scott passes away. What was it like to step into his shoes? Were, did you have any nerves or any worries at that time?
0: Well, at the time, uh, uh, you know, I was uh, had me on company. You were in uh, Geordie, right? Didn't Geordie just get back together? Yeah, I was in a band called Geordie Two. You know, the second Geordie, and you know, it, it was very successful. But you know, I didn't have a record deal. we were just playing in all the bars and clubs, and we were, you know, it was just lots of fun. And I had me business during the day. And uh, and when I got the call to go down, I said, "Well, I'll just you know, I'll just go down and I'll just see what's happening, you know." And I I went down and had a sing with the boys. And when the fronters back and said, "Hey, listen, you know, if you'd like to come to Bahamas and do this," and I said, "Oh, okay." Then I said, "Can you write lyrics?" And I said, "I'll, "I'll do anything." If too, so I just wrote, I went out with them, and it wasn't, it worked, that wasn't some nerve-wracking because I was so busy it was intense, They only had six weeks they didn't have any money left you know, there was uh, they were in the hole for a million bucks when I joined the boys and I had, I had to take on 200 grand of the day <laughs> instead of getting paid you gotta in pay to get it because I didn't have that kind of money anyway so it was afterwards when the record was finished and And that's when it suddenly hit us, you know, I was going, Jesus, what if this record's just the biggest pile of poop on the planet? Uh, What am I going to do? I'm going to be looking pretty embarrassed, but thankfully, it it came out the other way.
1: Oh, my God. Now, I got to call you on that, Brian, a little bit, because I wanted to ask you, Back in Black is, in my opinion, the greatest rock album of all time.
0: Ah, uh, thanks, my son. That's cool of
1: you. You know, I mean, when Rolling Stone put it in, like you were seventy fifth or something like that, which uh, is, just doesn't
0: make any sense. But oh, they hate us, the Rolling Stone. Yeah, what's their problem? I don't know. the are they just they're,
1: they're, they're in the, yeah they're in cahoots with Bono and the Edge, I guess. Oh yeah,
0: they will be number one. I I, I definitely. <laughs> but I want to ask you. <laughs> There's I an mean, awful I mean, lot of brown brown nosing. Oh shit! And yeah. brown envelopes going <laughs> on there
1: <laughs> when you make. um... When you make an album like Back in Black, you got to know. I mean, it's a classic. It's perfect.
0: Well, you I didn't to... have a clue. Did you really not <laughs> I mean, have I was clue? just so desperately trying to write the, the, the words down as fast as I could, because the next day, the next track would be ready. Right here you go. Write the one with this one. It's called Hell's Bells. What's it about? <laughs> well, you don't know. Just Hell's Bells. <laughs> oh, and great. Came out. Any ideas? Nah. Oh, and I that, like for that one, I was sitting in my room. Well, room, more, it was more like a cell, you know, little concrete cells on the beach. And, um, and, and this big thunderstorm came in, and I was going, Oh, hang on a minute. You know, I'm rolling thunder. Then it pissed down with rain, you know, I'm pouring rain. Oh,
3: you
0: and then the wind it. picked up, and I just, you know, I'm coming on like a hurricane. And that was the end of it, really. That was the, it was dead easy after that. I just, uh, just got going. I'm
1: So Mother Nature got the uh, the yeah, credit on that. Huh? Out, yeah. Hey, um, tell me a little bit, just for some of the, the, the music geeks out there, tell us about what Mutt Lang did. And Mutt Lang really had the to touch with you guys and, of course, a lot of other bands, too. Mm,
0: Mutt Lang's a genius. He really is. He's an annoying genius, so he'll drive you nuts. Uh, uh, but when you hear what you've done at the end of it, uh, I mean, you ask Brian... Uh, Brian Adams or anybody that uh, Joe Elliott, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so. Adam, I mean, he's he's, he's just fantastic. Why do he you say he's annoying? Well, uh, he just makes you do things so many times. It's just I remember one bit in the, in the song. He said, "Brian, very well done, very well done," mm, but there's one thing annoying me, and I went, "What?" He said. You know, you sing that end of that line, then you go straight to the other one. It sounds unnatural. I said, what do you mean unnatural? I've just done it. He went, no, <laughs> no. Could you drop a breath in there? What? So I, so I, I had, uh, you know, there was the end of the line, and I had to go, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that And it took like four hours. Till he had the right intake of breath, and then he didn't use it. Oh she Jesus! He said, "No, nah, no, nah, it sounds it Sounds more unnatural with a breath." And I went, "You bastard!
1: I'll kill you." <laughs> I wonder if he makes Shania Twain do the same thing when he produces all her. Uh, oh his wife. I,
0: yeah, but, Well, I think probably. You know, whatever uh, whatever mutt langer gets his hands on turns into absolute gold dust. That's why he's. Sure, so everybody wants him, but he's he's almost in semi-retirement now, and he's a very reclusive man. Extremely
3: reclusive. You,
1: yeah, he doesn't oh, do
0: any. interviews. a photograph of him. Yeah, extremely reclusive. well in the background, and he's one of the nicest gentlemen I think I've ever met. He's the George Martin of rock and roll. Right. You know what I mean?
2: That's a great way of putting it. So, what uh, I know, you may not know the answer to this, but what's next for the band?
0: Uh, well, and I, Malcolm, and Angus are in the studio, and. Uh, Malcolm and Angus are in the studio at the minute and uh, in London or somewhere, and uh, they've been in there for about four years now.
1: Yeah, since uh, Stiff Upper Lip, right?
0: Yeah, but just, put, you know, that's the way the guys are. It's just, uh, you know, they just will work till it's right. Yeah. And, and they won't let anything out if it's not. And it's just the way they are. They're just hard on themselves uh, when it comes to stuff like that.
1: I just can't believe that you seamlessly uh, followed Bon Scott on that album and and it's like Johnny Carson coming after like Jack Parr, right yeah. <laughs> on the Tonight Show. And all of a sudden uh, they're like Well,
0: it was a stroke of luck for and all And people are like who's this know? who's, I mean, who's not this new bon, but uh, you know but at least we left at least we left them uh, we carried on his legacy kind of thing, you know, right. cuz he was uh, a big part of s a d c was a lovable, lovable man. I met him way before S. A. D. C, of course, when I was in Geordie. And we had, we're had right down on my well luck. And uh, we're playing in a horrible place called Grimsby in the north of England. And it was an ice-cold night, and they didn't have any money. They were just coming from Australia, and they were supporting Geordie. And uh, the bus broke down, and they were and they were freezing. Of course, then... Bon had his head shaved, you know, and he had, like, no teeth. <laughs> and they were shivering a the cold. We had a bed and breakfast, a real nasty old, horrible old woman. You know, five beds in one room, you know. And uh, so we were on the ground floor, and I says just get the front garden, You know, because she was watching. Well, you know, it was about 11.30 at night. We opened the ground floor window and let the band in. You know, we took the mattresses off the top of the single beds, put them on the floor, and and shared, and that was the last time I ever saw him. Mm. And apparently he sort of, he quite uh, liked what I was doing at the time, and he told, he the boy said he always spoke about you uh, as, as a rock singer, so, and that's why one of the reasons they were desperate to find us
1: yeah, One. I remember he. Yeah, Bond loved you and Jordy, and he kind of gave you. He kind of that was nice, not yeah, it anointed really you, was,
0: but man. I mean, it's uh, it's something I'll never forget. When, you know, me dying there is right. something.
1: Kind of you, yeah. like you've been blessed by uh, Bond Scott, and so that kind of made it easier. For you God to, bless him. Yeah, well, Brian, you are a trip, man. Yeah, yeah this oh, has great. been great, yes, Steve. I, I, I'll I'll be there. I'll be there when you're rocking, Ruth. Well think,
0: sure, I'll come looking for you. Oh man, man yes. I'm gonna
1: come looking for you. <laughs> Oh jeez, I'm giddy! How good was that interview?
2: not There's no other interview we're ever going to do that's going to rank that high on my list. Ah,
1: you never know. You never know. I don't want to. Find... Don't you just want to have a pint with them? Don't you just want to drink with yeah, that guy? Well, it felt like that's what we were doing. I know. I know. It was great. It, he really is a character. I mean, he just gave so much. And the thing is, is that coming into this, typical, uh, you know, the PR people are like, oh, you know, Brian's not really keen about talking about certain things, but he was keen. Oh, he yeah. was. I mean, this guy would talk about anything. You right. Know?
2: We could have talked about uh, soccer be school. I want to be best friend. <laughs> if I ever get married, Brian Johnson's going to be my best man. It's got, it got to be the most surreal moment in my life when the, I'm sitting in the studio and the phone rings and he's calling a few minutes early. So I, I pick it up knowing full well I'm, I'm, Brian Johnson's going to be on the other <laughs> line. <laughs> you know, Hall of Fame, you know, rock and roll Hall of Fame singer. I've seen him live. You know, he's going to be on this phone as soon as I pick it up, put it to my ear. And I do, and I'm like, you know, so obviously the heart's going, you know, and um, that's a really bad imitation of a yeah.
1: High-tap. That, that, that so. was really kind of freaky. <laughs> You're bringing and, me down, but, man. But you know,
2: he's he's like, "Hello, Steve, my son. Yeah, how you doing?" Oh, I was like, "Oh, I mean, John. immediately, I just felt like, ah, oh, this is gonna, everything's gonna be all right."
1: You know, he really is. Brian Johnson is proves the rule that you know, there's not anyone that can't be replaced. I mean, Bon Scott was this amazing this iconic talent easily and then you have to come in and replace him and he did I mean different I guess you know obviously different the, voice, different song, mostly, I mean
2: it was their best album ever it still is their best album ever yeah. but I mean to do it on your first try I mean out <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous that? right I mean actually well actually I think maybe even the second album that came out afterwards so well, uh,
1: for those about to rock followed back in black right and I remember at the time people were like oh well it's not as good well no I mean, Back in Black is like the Bible of rock. Yeah, you know, a dirty, <laughs> fil- filthy, drunken <laughs> Bible saw. of rock. But for those about to rock, is a great album. I listened to it yeah. coming in. It's just not Back in Black, but nothing is. And I, I told
2: Brian during the interview that I saw them on this tour uh, for those about to rock back. I think it was '81 in Lakeland, Florida, and I was in the second row. This is back when they had festival seating, so you just the earlier you got there, the better seat you had. And uh, they came out there and played. And from the moment they hit the stage until the moment I left, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I understood that there was music going <laughs> on. All I remember was this blast of energy hitting me like a you know, full force you know, jet engine two, two inches from my face. That's and, great. And I mean, it was literally five days, I think, before my hearing recovered. That's excellent. The, the highlight of the July 3rd show, and we didn't mention it during the show, but we should mention it now, for the finale of the concert all the uh, all the uh, artists are getting on stage and performing a uh, all-star version of Highway to Hell
1: Money doing. High- I hope Eddie Money doesn't put like a sax solo in the, <laughs> the highway. to home. <laughs> That
2: would be bad. But oh, uh, I can't wait.
1: Oh, I can't wait. That was just so great. I can quit now. It was really awesome.
2: Can you imagine Brian I- Johnson? Yeah.
1: I mean, ACDC is. I mean, means a great, great deal to me, and so it was really cool. And just to know that he wasn't full of bluster or full of BS, you know, he's just Brian Johnson, exactly how you kind of imagined he'd be. Uh, how you always wanted- more so?
2: No, not how I imagined him to be. How you always wanted him to be? Yeah. But uh, how do you want every one of your rock heroes to be?
1: Ah, oh, jeez. I don't know that where to go from great. here. I don't either. I don't either. It was just great. I hope people really, really enjoy us. Let us know.
2: Yeah, let us know how you enjoyed the interview. I hope you enjoyed the music clips we, th- we gave in there. Do um, we
1: sound like fanboys? Like, hee, hee, Brian Johnson. <laughs> yeah, I think we do did it. a little bit. Oh, really? It's okay. But uh, w- I swear a lot, cause I want him to know that I was tough. Like I was Sean <laughs> in
2: a biker gang. Yeah, it's a lot of profound. I wasn't even got to say gee or darn. <laughs> not, not Brian Johnson.
1: Oh well, I hope people like it, cause that's that's a great get for us. And uh, if people are local, I, I hope they can go see that July third at Ruth Eckerd. I mean, not to be missed. God, but, I, hope, I hope I'm. I'm glad to hear that you know Malcolm and Angus are in the studio. Right, I've been hearing that for a while. But really, we don't need know, another ACDC.
2: I don't know why they're putting the pressure on themselves to be so perfect on this particular album. But that's okay with me. You know, it's like yeah. you know, we've got their catalog. You know, that we'll be listening to the rest of the day now. God, going, hey! I talked to this guy. to All my coworkers, and they'll be like, yeah.
1: and "If you if you you still only have ACDC on vinyl, or, or you haven't bought an ACDC album in a while, they remastered and re-released all this uh, all the classic stuff, and it sounds fantastic." I actually bought they remastered on vinyl too. You're kidding! And I have a copy of Back and Black on vinyl, and oh. it's so incredibly thick. It really, it's ridiculous. It's like pizza thick. Uh, and your your turntable is really, like... <laughs> yeah, it's really heavy, but it sounds dynamite. But on, uh, you can go to Best Buy or wherever and buy all this new uh, ACDC stuff for like 9 Really? Like classics like Highway to Hell and stuff, and it all looks good
2: and has liner notes. I'm, really, I'm shilling. I'm shilling for uh, <laughs> for. Uh, <laughs> That's AC/DC. what I want to do.
1: <laughs> anyway, I'm very giddy.
2: Yeah. Time to go back to our real lives. Yeah. But until then, you've got Brian Johnson, you've got ACDC, and you've got us sitting here still stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and tampabay.com. To read our blog, go to blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. Email us at the 80s at com. And remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.